0: Let's go! Let's go, let's go! Let's go, let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast, episode number 110, featuring somehow for the first time uh, ever <laughs> Caroline DeLone. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Is that your like, new artist tag?
1: Like, mm. <laughs> no, I went...
0: Hello, welcome to my house.
1: Hello, house.
0: You've been here before. I have. Just a, It was when I had my cochlear implant surgery.
1: Yeah, when you I asked you what you wanted. You brought me a whole bunch of stuff. And you said, cheese. cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because back then I couldn't close my mouth all the way because <laughs> of the surgery and all of the stuff that hurt. So I asked for cheese mm-hmm. and I ate, let me tell you, So much cheese.
1: Good. We got you every kind.
0: You really did? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tara and I were like, what kind of cheese? Every single one. I don't think there was a single
0: kind of cheese you didn't bring. Yeah. But thank you for bringing me cheese. Welcome welcome. to the Nashville Cheese Stop Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to today? How's life for you on this day, the 2024 year of our Lord Lainey Wilson?
1: Oh, very true. Praise the Lainey Wilson Lord. I know
0: post Grammys <laughs> Grammy Grammy winning <laughs> goddess Lainey Wilson.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, no, I I uh, woke up the crack of dawn.
0: The butt crack of dawn.
1: Mm-hmm. Went to work. Worked. You tonight, work at a place that is somewhere
0: out. we don't need to say on it. <laughs>
1: no, we're not going to uh, disclose any of <laughs> that information. We've had come up before,
0: <laughs> where people will like they'll list where they where they work, and then they'll talk about stuff, and then twenty minutes goes by, and they're like. Oh, actually, can we cut all of that? And I'm like,
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Sure. <laughs> I get
1: paid to be nice. Let's just put it that way.
0: But yeah, you have a new job somewhere. Are you enjoying your new uh, your new digs?
1: I am. I am. A lot of musicians, a lot of friendly faces. You and know? you
0: bring it's us uh, stuff from this place all the time, and we do appreciate <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know how I do. You asked me not to bring anything, and I did. And she
0: still did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast. You've been listening for quite a while and you've been playing tour stop for a long time too. Yeah. Before we get into all of that though, (laughs) you know the deal. How did we meet? We start every episode the same way by asking our guest how you met me and I don't remember.
1: (laughs) Really? Well, uh, sweet baby angel, Becca Tremel, Mm -hmm. brought me to Belcourt Taps Mm -hmm. for my Mm -hmm. first tour stop. I know, rest in peace. R.I.P. And, um... Yeah, I went. It was when you were filming, um, Coley and everybody. It was like one of the first commercials you okay. were filming.
0: That would have been Halloween of 2019?
1: No, no, no. It w- maybe not that far back, because I wasn't even here then. Okay. It was like August, September of 2021.
0: Okay. So we met at Belcourt. Yeah. Well, that's a tale as old as time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what, do I... you, what do you remember about Belcourt? What were your first... And obviously, this is now a closed bar and has been closed for a long time. But a lot of us have really fond memories of it. What are what were your first impressions of this uh, very special dive bar?
1: Um, well, the first time I went was in the summer of 2021 okay. on a date. And it was awful. And I was like, I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> and then Becca brought me back. And I was like, oh, this is a little bit more fun.
0: This place doesn't suck.
1: No, it doesn't. And uh, then I started like. Being like, oh, these people are really cool. The music's really good. Everyone's I like the vibes. so nice. <laughs> I got away from being at home all the time because I worked from home. I was with Warby Parker for a long time. And, um, you know, it was nice to just kind of get away. And then I started bribing people to be my friend with chocolate and uh, Taco Bell <laughs> hot Something sauce. Something that
0: still persists to this day. I'm
1: not bribing. I'm like... Let me love it's you. It's an extension.
0: Yeah, this is how you're this is one of your five love languages, and gift giving is definitely your top one. Oh
1: yeah, I love gift giving. I don't like getting gifts. I'm
0: Very the same awkward. way. I in, I'm becoming more into gift giving, but I still don't like really getting gift gifts. You give the right kind of gifts, which are consumables, <laughs> which is makes it sound like she's not giving me time. drugs. She's not. She like she'll bring me chocolate <laughs> or goldfish.
1: Nothing laced, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing nope. laced.
0: Cupcakes, candies, cookies, crackers.
1: But like, I do think I individualize gifts if I'm actually giving somebody like mm-hmm. a birthday gift. And then when people give me stuff, since I put so much thought into it, I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh. It's like that kid that's like, an avocado.
0: Thanks. Like, present present your mug to this camera right here. This is this is one of the gifts that <laughs> Caroline bought me. Ask me about my dad jokes.
1: You want to hear one? Yeah. Why does bread not like the summertime? Why? It's a little too toasty.
0: <laughs> I was going to say because it's a little too doughy. <laughs> what? <laughs> have you never heard, you, like this, I would call this a doughy belly. Have you never heard that term before?
1: But what does that have to do with summer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, wouldn't want any, I wouldn't want to show off my doughiness.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm an
0: inside kid.
1: not showing off your beach bod
0: showing off the my dad dad bod that's (laughs) that's why you got me that i would assume it's also because i do love dad jokes
1: well that yeah yeah that's (laughs) you hit the nail on the head honestly
0: yeah thank you thank you (laughs) wow off to a great start
1: (laughs) english is my second language
0: it is no wow Sarcasm could be your second language with that kind of a wow, Well, no, I didn't even yeah, pick sarcasm <laughs> was
1: definitely my first. Yeah, let's put it that way.
0: So you moved here in what year? In
1: 2020.
0: 2020, and you moved from San Francisco, right?
1: Uh, just outside San Francisco, across the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Um, the fires got really bad, and I just packed up my car, had a couple friends drive out with me. 2020 we like, was on
0: fire for a thousand reasons, but the actual <laughs> yes, the actual fires literally was on fire, fire in
1: California. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I just I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to move to Nashville. I did Austin, didn't quite like it enough, and then here I
0: am. Now you had a whole bunch of like background in music because your your dad's a session player, right, or a live a live um, player?
1: Yeah, he's kind of done a little bit of everything. He's okay. produced. He's been a session player. He fills in when like people can't come to the tour or something like that. Like, he's a musician's musician. Mm. You know, Love those people. Yeah.
0: And then in Nashville, we have the songwriters' songwriters. Right. The people who write (laughs) songs for the songwriters, and then the songwriters who hear those songs are like, "Mm, I should go do more work.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The first day I moved here, I remember going to a show at City Winery, and I had a family friend that was playing, and I was like, oh, I'm Austin DeLone's daughter. And this woman, whom I've never met, was like, Austin oh. DeLone's your dad? <laughs> and I was like I can't yes. get away from this. <laughs> Love you dad, but uh <laughs> You're
0: like, I moved to get away from the nepotism. To
1: be my own person.
0: And it's still happening. Yeah. Thousands of miles from home.
1: It made me happy though. This
0: is what celebrity feels like.
1: Yeah, my dad is like the king of my hometown.
0: <laughs> the king of San Francisco?
1: Not necessarily San Francisco, but the little suburb where we grew up in, where I grew up in.
0: What was the suburb called?
1: Mill Valley.
0: Whoa, that sounds like a made up place.
1: We have a theme song.
0: You have a theme song? Yeah. Did Austin DeLone write it? No.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if your dad had
0: written the theme song of your town, that would have been pretty sweet. And that would give him rightful reign as the king.
1: This is very true. This is very true. Do
0: you remember the theme song? I do. Well, you give us a snippet
1: Mill Valley, talking about Mill Valley, California. That's my home. (laughs) They like had this music video of all these like fourth and fifth graders from the 60s. That's so cute. It was adorable. Very hippie town. What do you
0: think the theme song of Nashville is? Is it chicken fried?
1: Oh, no. God, no. Probably the horns that just went off. And
0: uh, classic. Yeah. We got a rainy day outside today. (laughs) For some reason, there's been a whole mess of just stuff going on out there. I don't know what's going on outside of my home today. It's so cozy. Mm, we've been getting some bad weather here
1: or good weather because you can write good songs with it
0: (laughs) that is the perfect moment (laughs) oh my goodness caroline i'm so happy you're here we've been friends pretty much since when we first met right
1: exactly when i bribed you with taco bell hot sauce
0: you brought me but yeah, hot sauce. yeah, I literally
1: brought... Because you mentioned once, you're like, fire hot sauce is the best. And they once gave me a bag of it.
0: Well, and that then, was true. And
1: then I brought you like a bag of fire <laughs> hot sauce that I'd accumulated.
0: So the story behind that was I went to a Taco Bell after one of our shows, or the, the East Nashville Taco Bell after one of our shows at Alley Taps years ago. And it was probably in 2020 or 2021. And I ordered my food and then I said, I would like fire sauce, but I don't think you understand how much fire sauce I want. I want you to think about how much fire sauce you'd give me. And if your boss would be disappointed in how much fire sauce you (laughs) gave me, that's how much I want. So they gave me a bag with my food and they gave me a bag with fire sauce and they gave me 178 fire sauce packets. And I was, yes, your boss would be disappointed that you just gave me 178 fire sauce packets. I made chili fire sauce chili.
1: That's amazing.
0: It was so good. It tasted like Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> Talk about chili.
0: Well, what what were some of those like memories early on from Tour stop when you started going that made you feel like it was different than one of the other mini riders around here in town?
1: Um, well, I mean, I was in a pretty dark place mm-hmm. when I first moved here as I feel like a lot of people were in 2020. Right. And um you know, I just I kind of needed support and I needed friends and everyone there was so welcoming and Sundays just became like my favorite day of the week and I would go every week and met some of my best friends there and then I started going to Belcourt like basically every day every day but <laughs> you know Sundays were like we were
0: those lifers yeah. we were there all of the time
1: seriously Thanksgiving <laughs> Christmas
0: <laughs> I definitely did my Thanksgiving oh yeah <laughs> I did fourth of July shows there yeah I did a show there on Super Bowl Sunday once, I remember. And, and it was
1: probably like packed. To it the was point. still
0: packed from yeah. all of the people who didn't give a shit about yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> and here we are now, the day after the Super Bowl, the Chiefs won. Yes. And uh, I know you're a Niners fan. Sorry. I'm
1: not. I'm baseball fan. You're from San fan. Francisco
0: and you're not I a Niners fan? I don't care
1: about football. If you were to ask me any question about it, I would not be able to answer.
0: I saw a meme last night that made me laugh and it said... Um, did you see that Taylor's boyfriend is playing football during the Usher concert tonight? I saw that.
1: <laughs> that was pretty funny. That made me laugh. I was disappointed that he didn't bring her out.
0: Hmm. Well, it's Just not kidding. about her. And I know. It was her she boyfriend's probably, time. She could probably sell more tickets than the Super Bowl. Actually, she has literally done that. At
1: that <laughs> like exact stadium. She,
0: she's done it like days and days and days in a row. Yep. <laughs> Maybe
1: yeah.
0: 2024 should have been the year of Taylor Swift.
1: It 100% is.
0: Even though I've been saying The Year of Our Lord, Lainey Wilson.
1: Both of them. They can share. They're different genres.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I only know one Laney Wilson song, but I do respect Watermelon her. Moonshine? No.
0: Mm, it's a good one.
1: The Heart Like a Truck. Mm. Isn't, isn't that what it's called? Yeah,
0: that's, that's Laney Wilson. Yeah.
1: So you do know some. That, that one.
0: You don't give yourself enough credit.
1: No, I did see her last year on Valentine's Day. Where was that? At the Opry.
0: I have never seen a show at the Opry. I did a tour of the backstage and everything. And the only reason I went on a tour of the Opry was because my parents were visiting. And my dad said he wanted to go on a tour of the Opry. And I was like, sure, we can get tickets. So we got tickets. And I was driving us out on Interstate 40 to go to the Grand Old Opry. And my dad, about halfway into the drive or on the interstate, goes, where are we going? (laughs) I was like, we're going to the Grand Old Opera. He goes, I thought it was downtown.
1: So oh my god, that's so funny! Like,
0: you you wanted to go to the Ryman. He goes, oh, that's the one I wanted to go to. Whoops! So, <laughs> so instead, we went to the Opry.
1: I mean, granted, it used to be it the did. Opry, yeah. So maybe he just
0: yeah, well, since the seventies. But we went to the Opry, and have you been on a tour of the Grand Old Opry? Nope. So it starts nope. with a little, like you're in a little theater. And it's got a projector screen, and Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks are projections, and they're introducing you to everything. And we're sitting there watching, and my dad nudged me and goes,
1: Who are they? Oh my gosh. Literally <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> he had no idea. And I was like, That's Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. And he goes, I know Garth Brooks, but who's the other one?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm- the
0: whole time we're doing this tour of the Opry, and my dad is like, Is that Carrie Underwood? And I'm like, No, that's Reba <laughs> McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, I am not a country fan, but even I could tell those two apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was really funny when like going on that tour realizing like that's the house I grew up in is people who didn't know anything about country music and how little I still do know or <laughs> don't know about this town.
1: Yeah, I'm like one of the... Well, no, there's a, there's a bunch of artists that aren't country, but I'm not country at all.
0: You're not country at all. I mean, I know a few of the artists your dad has played with, and they aren't country at all.
1: No, and I I don't think That's I've, just not
0: the world we grew up in.
1: Yeah, I didn't listen to a lot of country growing up.
0: What did you listen to growing up?
1: A lot of, like, old soul, like Aretha Franklin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Ray Charles, Etta James. That's cool. Um, Bonnie Raitt, who I adore. Um the Beatles. My dad's obsessed with the Beatles.
0: Your dad did not play for the Beatles.
1: No, I no, he did not. My mother did grow up around the corner from Abbey
0: Road, though. That's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot you call her mum unironically because she's British. Yeah. When I first saw you referring to her as your mum years ago, I was like, that's a little a little extra. I think.
1: Mom. Mom. Is a weird one? Mom.
0: Mom. <laughs> but she's your mum. She's my mum. Does she still live in England?
1: No. She's, she lives she's in, in the California. Bay Area. Yeah.
0: I don't know anything about your mom. But I don't really. Besides the fact that she's I don't need British. to know about your mom right now. I'm here to learn <laughs> more about you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: So did you take lessons growing up?
1: Singing lessons?
0: Or, or any kind of lessons?
1: Um, no, I did not. I actually like refused to play music at first because. See how that worked out. Well, because my dad was a musician and like nobody wants to do what their parents do.
0: That's and I would go true. to
1: concerts and I enjoyed it and I'd be totally oblivious to who I was seeing and I'd like be asleep in the green room a lot of the time and then uh my mom was like you know Caroline you should join choir this is like 3rd 4th grade and I was like why she's like just do it Caroline you'll love it and then I was like oh wait I'm really good at this um started being that asshole kid that kept getting all the solos <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow. You're like,
0: I do love this. Everyone's looking at me. I
1: love this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hard, direct eye
0: contact from the audience, the person in the first row. You're like, I'm singing this to you.
1: Oh, I love looking people in the eye when I sing and making them uncomfortable. (gasps) I do the same
0: thing, except just when I play my funny songs and say the inappropriate things, and I lock eyes with somebody and say, putting twice as much of your meat into my mouth. That's from my Chipotle song, which is where the uh, East right. Nashville I love that line song. comes from. Love that East Nashville Taco Bell. No I don't. Your
1: contact in my phone has a burrito next to it because of does that. Does it song. still have that? Yeah.
0: I don't think I have a special contact photo for you.
1: It's not a photo, it's the emoji. Oh, the next burrito to my name. emoji.
0: Oh, well, even better yet.
1: Alex has chocolate.
0: <laughs> Why does Alex have chocolate?
1: Because that's how I bribed him to be my friend. <laughs>
0: did you bring that's him a the, gigantic Reese's cup?
1: I did. For I his, totally remember for that. That was at last call. Like, which was his birthday. Was,
0: <laughs> <and peanut butter laughs>
1: I would milk. like leave like those caramel apple lollipops. You know them well. I do
0: love the caramel apple lollipops. I fell asleep with one of those in my mouth and it turned my tongue blue.
1: I know. That's so weird. I don't know
0: how green and brown and pink work. I don't know color theory, but that doesn't add up to blue. But it no. definitely did.
1: That's so bizarre. But no, I'd like leave those on the on the like soundboard and they wouldn't be touched the next day. And I'd be like, hmm. So I'd start leaving gummies and stuff. And then I was like, maybe he likes chocolate. <laughs> and so i started start bringing chocolate and I'd see you eating it. And I was like... Hey. She's
0: like eating a tray of
1: <laughs> <movies>. <laughs> Be my friend, nerd. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when I was reading.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All the time.
0: But... Uh. <laughs> So, you were in choir as a kid. When did you start writing songs?
1: Um, I mean, I've always kind of written poetry. I was really in English growing up. Like, before I turned to music, I turned to books. Mm-hmm. Like, I was reading Great Expectations in the second grade. Jeez. And, of course, Harry Potter,
0: but... <laughs> I was reading the Berenstain Bears in second grade.
1: I was reading those, too, but I just was also reading...
0: I couldn't read anything novels. harder than that. I was a bad reader. I'm still a bad reader.
1: I loved reading. It was like You're my a safe big thing. reader. Yeah.
0: I mean, I carry I know my how much Kindle everywhere. Th- you preach, preach the Harry Potter books. Oh, I mean, those they are, are classics. Bible. Okay, they are my Bible.
1: <laughs> Literally, my Bible. Don't get You're me started. You're a
0: hardcore Harry Potter fangirl. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that started. <laughs> you're like how long do you have
1: (laughs) well um, no my my aunt sent the books to me Mm -hmm. back in like kindergarten first grade when they came out in England and they weren't out here yet and I was like I love
0: these you were part of the Harry Potter craze
1: I was I was th- I was the craze. I began the craze. I just kidding. <laughs>
0: you were the original um, Harry Potter fan in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You were the first one.
1: I went to the very first, <laughs> like I went to all the book premieres. Okay, like at Borders and you know then Barnes Noble. I have these glasses that they gave us That's that cool. were like these little glow in the dark Harry Potter glasses. It's such a good t- and I would get the books and like my teachers would know when the premieres were because like who didn't. And they'd be like, we don't bother Caroline when the Harry Potter books came out. Like, I would literally be in class reading the books like, I don't care. I would read them overnight and like a little into the day.
0: I've never been that passionate about anything in my entire life. Except for Guitar Hero. (laughs) Which is very different.
1: Very different.
0: (laughs) Do you think that your love of reading, especially things like Harry Potter, influenced how you write songs?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, I always looked at not just Harry Potter, but reading like at such a young age, it kind of became such an escape for me that I kind of started wearing my books on my sleeve. And then I was like, oh, I've never I heard like, that
0: term wearing my books on my well, sleeve.
1: Cause it's like my, like the Harry Potter books came out when I was so young
0: mm-hmm.
1: that like, you know, I wouldn't say that like they made me who I am but they shaped who I was. And so it's like, you know, I still love a lot of the other books, not just Harry Potter books that I was reading as a kid. Great Expectations. Yes, that's one (laughs) of my favorites. Great Expectations, Great Gatsby. Like, I love all the classics. And, like, I feel like they're just pieces of me. And then when I started writing poetry, when I was, like, maybe in third or fourth grade, I was like, oh, well, all these books are pieces of me. Like, how about my... My music starts to be pieces of me, but I didn't really look at them as songs. It was just like.
0: Did you ever ask your dad for help as a kid?
1: No, I have. Or was this like,
0: you go do your thing. I'm going to go hide. Oh, well, I have a complex
1: of asking for help, period. Oh, (laughs) it's a problem. And my dad will like sometimes be like, how about this? And like in my adult life, I've gotten better at it working on that in therapy, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, no, I, I refuse to ask for help. And I mean, my, my younger brother is very disabled. And so I just kind of like took my little vices and those were the only things that were like keeping me going during Mm -hmm. those times. Cause I didn't really know what was going on and had to grow up and mature at a really young age.
0: What do you remember about the transition from being just a poetry writer into actual songwriting now? Was there ever like a moment where it clicked where like, oh, I can turn this into more?
1: Um, Well, there was a summer that my dad was on tour in Italy and I was like, I think I was like 12 or 13. And I was like, you know, I like write all these poetry, you know, books. And I'm like, I need to play an instrument. So I it was like right around the time. This is so cheesy, but when the Hannah Montana movie came out. So maybe I was like fourteen.
0: And You're like, Buckle up.
1: Okay, but there was a song that Miley sang with her dad. The best Butterfly Fly Away. Oh.
0: <laughs> Here I am knowing more than one Hannah Montana song. There
1: we go. No, it was Butterfly Fly Away. And it was this like father daughter song. And it was like, I loved it because I'm, I love my dad. He's my best friend. And so um, I was like, I'm going to learn this on his guitar. And when he comes back from Italy, I'm going to play it for him. And then I started playing. I looked it up on YouTube. I was like, how to play Butterfly Fly Away. And I learned it on guitar. And he came back and he had this like thick neck Gibson that was so difficult to play. But I figured it out. And then I started kind of messing around, not knowing any chords, just kind of what I found on YouTube, putting melodies to my poems. It's cool. And then I was like, oh, this is fun. And like I would do shows with my dad's band where I'd sing covers and stuff and a lot of Nora Jones, a lot of Bonnie Raitt. And I was like, what if I, what if I started doing some started like doing Caroline songs, <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: What was the first song you finished writing called?
1: Heartbeat, I think.
0: I feel that's a question I ask often is about people's first song. Yeah, and I feel like so many of us have such dramatic first songs.
1: Oh, it was very dramatic.
0: <laughs> that's that like teen angst finally oh, having a place to go.
1: Like I said, I've been I was writing poetry for such a long time, but this is the first one that like. I kind of heard how the song would go Mm -hmm. in my head. And I remember playing it live for the first time. And it was like, listen to my heartbeat. And then I'd have the drummer go, do, do, do. You know, it was so (laughs) cool. I was like, I'm a rock star. It was very fun.
0: I wrote a song with Tyler Bank not too long ago. I guess it would have been three or four years ago at this point called Hearing a Heartbeat. And it's about the stages of a relationship. And it begins with a guy hearing his own heartbeat when he's going to ask a girl for her phone number. And then the second verse is like them on their first date and he can like hear his heartbeat cause he's nervous. Aww. And then the bridge is their child being born and he can hear the heartbeat. And then it ends with his wife dying. It's a whole thick Spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> Spoiler.
0: Yeah. But it's like a, hearing a heartbeat and, Aww. It's, it's one of those things, but every time I play the song it's like it's got yeah. that it's got that percussive. You know Taylor thing in
1: Swift it. literally recorded her own heartbeat and put it on one of her songs? Who? Taylor Allison Swift.
0: Oh. Full name. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys are like on a full name basis.
1: Oh yeah, you know. Me you and, and T Money. T money. T Money. T Money is Tory Grace. I don't know what you're talking T-Money. about. T
0: Money? Is Tory Grapes? Yeah. I call her Tory Grapes because that's what my phone <laughs> autocorrects her name to every time. T-Money. Tori Grapes. Dr. Amato. Domore.
1: And P-Money, and P-Money <laughs> is Paige Rose.
0: I am a big nickname guy, but I think you're one of the only people I don't have a nickname for. Because really- I used to call you Deloney and you didn't like that.
1: It just doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> well, neither do we, Neither is calling Alf. Well, actually, I call you Al. That totally makes. That sense. That makes a lot of sense. the Only one that calls me Al. I've never been called Al before. Well, you can call me Al. You and you and You're Paul shibla Simon. Blah, 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 blah. Sure, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Blah
1: When people are like, "What's his last name?" I go shibla shibla. blah 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 blah.
0: I had to do. <laughs> I had to call uh, Vanderbilt the other day for my hearing aid, and they asked me to spell my last name, and I spelled it six times before the lady on the phone got it right. And I was like, you work in an audiology clinic. Your hearing needs to and be better. And I'm the one with the hearing like, problems. like, you can't he- hear me. I'm speaking so clearly. S-C-H-I-L-B, as in boy. And they're like, shield? And I'm like, you, where did your E come from?
1: It's
0: like, you're adding you're adding letters to this. Now. Oh, my gosh. God. So that's just been a, a pain in Can my butt. Can you hear me now? <laughs> That was a was that a Verizon commercial? I think so. Can you hear me now? Sprint,
1: something like
0: that. Mm, the days of cable television. <laughs>
1: Good Did times. Did you see that
0: Amazon started putting ads on all of their?
1: No, stuff? I don't really watch Amazon Prime too much.
0: So, so I have Amazon Prime, and I've had it for a long time. But I got an email saying that the Prime subscription doesn't include the ad free version anymore, and people were like all up in arms about it, huh. and. I forget where it was or what movie it's from something but all of these streaming platforms have become the thing that they set out to destroy is cable and now it's just cable it's like I know, Hulu I have so is many. just a new channel with commercials
1: Yeah I have so many streaming platforms and I don't understand why
0: I currently only have Disney and HBO
1: those are the only ones that matter.
0: Yeah. Netflix. I, mean, I would I had Hulu for a while and I had Peacock for a while, but I wasn't watching either of them and I was like, this is thirty bucks a month. I'm literally just wasting. So now instead of spending thirty dollars a month to not do anything, I buy Chinese food once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Actually I buy Chinese girl food math. I buy Chinese food way more than once a month, but that's just <laughs> lessening the deficit.
1: <laughs> it's girl math. You're saving money. So you can spend so it can on spend something money. else.
0: That is girl math. Yeah. Did I just girl math for the you first just time? just girl math. I just girl math for the <gasps> wow. first time. You guys, what a special moment to capture. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leaves us at a good spot. We're going to take a quick commercial message, <laughs> and we'll come right back with Caroline DeLone on the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. <laughs> We're back with the Nashville Tour Stop podcast featuring Caroline DeLone, episode number 110, Miss Sunshine herself.
1: It's true. I am sunshine.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, condo. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on today. Of course. So I don't want to waste time. I want to get right to the point.
1: Let's What's go. What's your
0: deepest fear? I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: uh, clowns. No.
0: <laughs> You're like... Uh, I am going to need about six more hours <laughs> before I'm even prepared to talk about this. <laughs> no, let's talk about some of the music that you've released. I know that you put out an album quite a while ago, but since you've lived in Nashville, you have released a couple of singles.
1: Yeah, um, I, I didn't release for a while. I kind of lost my, my passion for music for a little bit, even mm-hmm. though I was still singing. It was hard to sing some of the songs. Mm-hmm. And then coming here, I was like, I need to get the ball rolling again. Um, you know, let's just start releasing. So um I asked Coley Kohler to produce Shout Out. Shout out. KK. I'm you know, one of the biggest regrets I have in my life is that Coley and I grew up thirty five minutes away from each other.
0: And you weren't friends. And
1: we didn't know each other. And that makes me really She's sad one of the
0: nicest humans on Earth.
1: On this planet Earth. <laughs> and Dylan and I, her husband, for those of you mm-hmm. who don't know. Grew up like fifteen minutes away from each other.
0: You never knew each other. Never Did you go to high other. school or anything
1: together? No, but we have mutual friends. Like when we found out, we're like, "Do you know this person? Do you know this person?"
0: <laughs> That's so cool. And I'm cool. like, "How?"
1: I'm just. It makes me sad that we didn't know each other before.
0: But you have the rest of your lives now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> the rest is history. So the
0: first song you released that Coley produced was called
1: Nashville. Nashville Snowing Night. Snowy Night.
0: That's a a classic Caroline DeLonge song. It
1: is, and I wrote it with a a good Nashville tour stop friend,
0: Winter Wilson.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: Winter Wilson. So Coley recorded that. Did you produce it at her house?
1: We did. Yeah, we recorded it in her little studio, little studio. closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was very cool. The one that
0: they built into their basement. Yep. Yeah, yeah, not
1: basement. It was there. It was in. It was like on the second floor.
0: Oh, so you recorded it at their condo? Yeah. Oh wow, they had a, a like a DIY studio in their mm-hmm. old house before that. So oh, really, you upgraded.
1: Oh wow, I feel <laughs> special. Um, no, it was really cool. Um, Kai probably made an appearance here and there, just making noise yeah. in the background, <laughs> being crazy. Um, but yeah, we recorded it there. Coley added some incredible like.
0: What's the story behind the song
1: background? Um. So Winter was visiting Nashville. She hadn't moved here yet. And Wait, how did
0: you get connected with Winter? Sorry, tangent, tangent, tangent. tangent.
1: Yeah, uh, Belcourt, probably a Figures. tour shop, maybe a, <laughs> another round. I'm not really sure. Um, and me being the sunshine that I am, I was okay. like, oh, like, do you need somewhere you need to stay for a couple of days? I mm-hmm. have a guest room in my house. And um, so she stayed with me for a handful of days, That's maybe cool. a week while she was looking for places and doing some music. And then we got snowed in. Classic. Um, I have a little... That sounds an awful
0: lot like what we've gone through here lately.
1: (laughs) I know. I got so much content. (laughs) So happy. (laughs) Um, But we got snowed in and we were like... We were just talking, watching movies, and then we're like, wait a second. We're both songwriters. Why don't we write a song? That's cool. And so then we just kind of came up with this cute little concept and like... We were outside like doing a photo shoot and we made hot cocoa. So like everything in the song we we talk about is like adventures that we were doing that day. And we're like, nice. it'll be cute to be like. And it was supposed to be a tour stop that day. Was that one it, of the
0: ones that got canceled? At
1: Cabana. It got Snowed canceled. Out. And so in the song, I say like, you know, it's not si- safe save. it's not safe <laughs> to drive in these conditions. Shows canceled. Got time that I didn't. It was a tour
0: stop. You wrote about tour stop. I did. That makes me feel good for a number of reasons, but it's fun having done this for so long now because I've actually like come to realize how many people have written songs about this little community that we're a part of. And when I was a kid, I like I wanted that like close friend thing. Like I watched TV shows and I was like, how do I have five close friends like Ross, Rachel, Monica, Joey, Chandler, and Phoebe? Like I oh. wanted that. I was like, how do you do that? And I could never find it. Like I had a couple of close friends in high school, but I never really fit in anywhere. And when I moved here, tour stop was like the first time I was like, this is the thing that I want to do. Not because it pays my bills, but because my friends are here. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what it's persisted even into now is like why I like doing this it. because it's where my friends are. And people always ask, well, how do I play tour stop? I was like, Be friends with these people. Yeah, show up, watch. Watch. Like, you don't have to spend money. Just come be there.
1: That's one of my favorite things about Tour Stop is the people that come support and the fact that you're so supportive and you genuinely love supporting your friends. I really do. And it's just like...
0: It's It's not a facade to beef up my business. Yeah. I've actually taken shots at bringing the business down, defending my friends sometimes.
1: Yeah. And you're just so proud of it. And like that just makes the whole the whole thing so wholesome. It's like that's why people come back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, sure, the musicians are talented, but like you're a good person and you bring good to these rounds.
0: What's the number one rule?
1: Don't be a dick.
0: Don't be a dick. <laughs> you can get that on a shirt now. <laughs> Seriously. But I'd wear it. It's fun knowing that people are influenced by this community and you having written a song about it, it was, even if not like super intentionally, it was, it was part of what you were like your life at that point. Yeah, like You wanted to write about your life and missing a show that was a tour stop show was part of it. Yeah. We did it.
1: We did it. Yeehaw! Did it mom and dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Nashville snowy night came out in 2022, right? Three,
1: three. Which was in January 13th, 2023,
0: which was 2023, the year of our Lord, whoever it was last year. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't even remember. Katie, Fee, if you're listening, who was the person who was the year of our Lord <laughs> last Katie year? Katie will definitely
1: know. <laughs> Katie Christian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who? Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey Ballerini. That's right. It yeah. is Once 2023, again, the year of our Lord, Kelsey is, Ballerini. <laughs> uh,
1: not my forte.
0: <laughs> but Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> so you released this in January, and then you released another song called Thoughts of You, right? I did. Who did you co-write this with?
1: Um, So actually, you know, usually I do like releasing songs that I wrote, but my dad actually wrote that song.
0: Really? hmm That's cool.
1: And um, <laughs> not to be this person, but so we actually recorded it in my living room, my childhood living room, um, to send to Bonnie Raitt to put on her most recent record. Wow. And she emailed back being like, That's a beautiful song, Austin, but I can't sing that. Caroline needs to sing that. Aw. And I'm like, Oh my god, Bonnie.
0: So if you guys are listening right now and you just <laughs> caught the very subtle name drop <laughs>
1: This is not a um, usual occurrence. I don't like name dropping.
0: But you you have been, I don't want to say blessed. I mean you were born into a rather successful musician's family and lots of the people you grew up with you didn't know were famous they were just your dad's friends
1: right as I mentioned before the concerts I'd like be asleep in the green room it would be like Elvis Costello on his 10th <laughs> encore and I'd be like Elvis God
0: <laughs> when, when are you going to be done singing I want to go home
1: I <laughs> want to go read Harry Potter thank you <laughs> Um my parents actually went to his wedding with Diana Krall and it was in England.
0: That's very cool. At Elton Is he British? John's house. Yeah, he's British. I had no idea.
1: You had no idea he was British? No. I guess I'll, after yeah. all
0: this time. I mean, you did get him to send me a get well soon video after I, I had my surgery. That was pretty dope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Talk you about, about like... good gifts <laughs>
0: you've given. That's a top contender.
1: I tried. I tried to get you to meet him the other day.
0: Cheese get well soon video from Elvis Costello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I individualized each person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky to have grown up with that. And as I got older and actually really started appreciating music Mm -hmm. and realizing not to toot my own horn, but toot toot (laughs) that I'm good. You know, that I like have a good voice. Um, They started being like, oh, well, Caroline, do you want to open for me? Or, Caroline, do you want to sing this song with me? That's cool. And and it was very cool. And my parents... um,
0: Continue what you're going to say. I have to talk about something you just said, though. Oh, please. Go. You sang on a Jimmy Buffett tune.
1: (laughs) Well, yes. It was a cover. Technically,
0: you sang on a Jimmy Buffett song that Sammy Hagar sang. And
1: Toby Keith, rest in peace.
0: R.I.P. They were good Um, buds.
1: Once again, not a country person at all. I mm-hmm. didn't meet him. He did it probably from here. Um, but I did get to sing background vocals on Sammy's Margaritaville.
0: That's so cool. It was very cool. <laughs> First um, name bassist Sammy. Yeah. The Red Rocker himself. I made you show me his phone number <laughs> in your phone because I didn't believe that you actually <laughs> knew Sammy Hagar, who's a musical hero of mine. But
1: and you probably, hot dog. Yeah, you Didn't memorize it, did you?
0: I do not have an eidetic memory. No, I do not remember it. I know there's a four in there somewhere, (laughs) which only narrows it down to every number,
1: (laughs) every single number. (laughs) Um, But no, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. I got to sing with him a couple times at like my local venue back home, the Sweetwater Music Hall. Shout out! Um, But my parents, because they did this benefit concert every year. Um, to raise money to build a group home for my brother's syndrome, and um, the first year it was Elvis Costello and Clover. Wow! Yeah, we brought them back.
0: <laughs> that's cool.
1: And then you know, there's one year where it was like Elvis Costello sings Nick Lowe songs, and Nick Lowe sings Elvis Costello <laughs> songs, and then they come together and sing Peace, Love, and Understanding. Which mm-hmm. that's pe- his
0: big one. Well, Nick one actually wrote ones. that
1: song. So it's ironic that they got mm-hmm. to play it together. Um but they were doing all of that and then the like you know the posters are getting bigger and and they were like, "Well, Caroline, you you get to sing a song or two or whatever." And so Elvis asked me to sing with him and Boz Skaggs asked me to sing with him <laughs> and I opened for Bonnie Raitt and I opened for all these amazing musicians that I grew up listening to and grew up being completely inspired by even if i didn't know it back in the day and so it was really cool and like you know it's not one of those things where it's like you hear parents be like my kid is so talented and then you look and you're (laughs) like this is a stick figure (laughs) you know it's not like that it's like oh you know okay she can hold a tune and then I I think that's also kind of when I realized that, like, oh, this is, like, what I want to do. Right. Like, these people that are just people kiss their feet mm-hmm. are asking me to sing with them. Like, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. And it's not because, like, my dad is my dad. Like, he would be on some of the projects, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because they thought I was good. That's cool. And so it's like, I've always said, if somebody said you get to choose singing or playing guitar, I'd smash my guitar in front of them. <laughs> because I've always said my voice is like my superpower. That's cool. If I have a cold and I lose my voice, I'm very dramatic.
0: Because then you lost your superpower.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, if I ever lose my voice, like my life is over.
0: RSV has got to be your kryptonite.
1: Oh, my God. I, <laughs> yeah. Stay away. <laughs>
0: So uh, what are you working on these days? What's coming up for the, the Caroline DeLone fans listening, KDV? <laughs>
1: <laughs> only KDP and KDP only.
0: And all of our other friends who absolutely <laughs> love you.
1: Oh, shucks. What's
0: coming up in what's coming down the pipe for Caroline DeLone?
1: Um, well, speaking of community, as we were talking about before, um, a song that I definitely want to release this year is a song I have called Hey Sunshine. Dang right. That I uh, wrote with. The sweet baby angel, Becca Tremel and Halle Payne.
0: Shout out! Shout out! Shout! Hecking out! Out!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that song was um, a prompt for the Drops songwriter series, Mm -hmm. and the prompt was community. And I think that like a lot of us kind of share a similar community, and um, And a similar
0: sentiment towards appreciating that community aspect of it. Yeah.
1: And I was I was honored to be asked to play that one because it's like then I really was like oh my god these are people that I've been looking for my whole life like you kind of said because like back home I have best friends that I've known my whole life that will be in my life for the rest of my life but at the same time it's like I was such a social butterfly growing up I kind of just like floated to every group I always had friends I've always been kind to everybody um my mom always taught me to treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've always done. But at the same time, it's like, you know, being in choir and being the one that got solos and then becoming like the princess of Mill Valley that sings and always having shows and (laughs) always performing and opening. I didn't have many other people that could relate to that Mm -hmm. or could relate to the lifestyle I grew up with. But then when I came here, I was like, oh, my gosh, every single person is like me in the sense of this.
0: We're all the most talented people from our hometown.
1: That sure. But more so like this one thing being music or writing or just coming together because of music saved all of us. Right. And so then it's like we all didn't really have like minded people where we came from. But when we come together, it's like the reason I come to shows in support isn't because somebody's good. It's because I'm like, this makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. And nobody back home really understood that.
0: That's one of the things that's really stuck with me is like being able to enable my friends to play shows isn't for me. And it sounds, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm altruistic, but it really is because I really want to see my friends live their dreams. And like, I've booked my friends for some of those big sold out shows before. And seeing like Alex, our producer, played one of our sold out shows at the listening room. Oh my God, I was
1: crying like a baby.
0: Same. <laughs> like, I get to see my friends living the freaking dream because how many people just get to play to 300 people. Yeah. Not many. And then when you get to see your friends, they have that sense of pride and you can see it in their eyes. That's why I do it is because I get to feel happy that my friends accomplished something and I was able to help them accomplish a goal. Yeah. Altruism. Oh, Aw. And it's,
1: (laughs) you know, exactly. And that's what Hey Sunshine is about. It's like, it really doesn't matter. Like I've done shows at festivals throughout my life and sometimes it doesn't measure up as to like playing a sold out festival in Peretta, Italy, you know, name dropping again, but opening up for like Chaka Khan and you know, Mavis Staples being there and like, it, it doesn't feel the same mm-hmm. as being in Bellcourt taps and having everybody there sing your songs back to you and like knowing people
0: who you know, care so much about you. Yeah. That's like, something I, special.
1: I love that. And like how excited we get when like, oh, you're finally releasing that song. Yeah. Or Aaron, can you sing the Chipotle song? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so, I love that. Like that makes me so happy.
0: So when are you hoping to have Hey Sunshine put out sometime later this year?
1: Yeah. I mean, since it's a song called Hey Sunshine.
0: It needs to be I a feel summertime. Like it, You can't yeah. release it in the dreariness of winter. I know. You.
1: I feel like it has to be a summertime song. Yeah. Um, and I want it to be like super like acoustic, organic, like Colby Calais Mm
0: -hmm.
1: back in the day before she went country. (laughs) Um, and I just, I want to be able to include as many people as possible to be a part of that song that are in the community. I think that'll be really special. That's cool. So,
0: well, do you have anything you'd like to leave the listeners with this week? Plugs, (laughs) things that you love about Nashville, maybe not even tour stop, but what, what would you recommend people who are here do that you love to do?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, well, minus going to support all my friends, which I feel <laughs> like everybody should support everybody all the time as we've accomplished. I love that. Talking about, um, I'm, I grew up in Northern California. Like I love hiking. If anybody can go check out like going to rounder Lake and like, just going to see nature because like even though we're in a landlocked state, there still is some beautiful things you can yeah. do.
0: I love the signs at Radnor Lake that say no music, no running.
1: <laughs> and everyone is playing music.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, They're like, who puts up signs outside and says no shouting, no running? That's where we're supposed to use our outside voices. too.
1: No music.
0: <laughs> Radnor Lake is a good one though.
1: Yeah. I love Radnor Lake. I don't know. I just love... Being outdoors and just being with people that lift your spirits and things that lift your spirits. I'm all about positivity. So as I said, treat people as you want to be treated and bring them sunshine when they are having a cloudy day.
0: You have brought me sunshine on (laughs) cloudy days. That's for dang sure.
1: Oh, shucks.
0: Oh, shucks.
1: So have you. and So have you. (laughs)
0: Shout out to Alex Amato, our producer.
1: My my uh, temporary not temporary. That's not the right word. My uh, little brother from another mother. He what? He's the same age as my younger brother, oh. so I'm like, he's like my little brother.
0: <laughs> he's Alex is your little brother. Yeah. Alex is. He's my like my comfort friend. person.
1: <laughs> he's, just,
0: he's like Alex doesn't feel like my little brother.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I'll just sit in the corner with Alex, and I've had a really shitty day, and I'm like,
0: mm, Look at us.
1: I just feel happy. Who would have thought? Yeah.
0: Well, Caroline, give us your plugs. Tell folks where they can find you online.
1: Um, Caroline Delone, D-E-L-O-N-E, on all the things. Kind of. When it's on social media, it's one. But it is lowercase d-e, space capital L. I remember
0: how excited you were when I finally put the lowercase d-e on my posters.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I don't drink, so you're like, oh, if if I ever spell your name wrong, I owe you a drink. And I'm like...
0: well. Yeah, the rule at our shows is if I misspell somebody's name on a poster, I have to buy you a beer.
1: And I don't, I've never been drunk.
0: Well, that's good. Keep it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I think most of our people listening to this wouldn't be like, you should get drunk sometime. It's awesome. (laughs) I don't think anybody's out there saying that.
1: (laughs) What do you have to leave this with? Get drunk. (laughs) Get drunk.
0: Well, Just follow kidding. Caroline DeLone on your social media platforms. <laughs> follow her on Spotify and Apple Music. Stream the songs online. Keep up with uh, this, the music coming out. Keep an eye peeled. All the, the seasons an eye of peeled Caroline. peeled ear peeled. That's going to be word? an EP.
1: It's going to be like winter, you know, Nashville snowy night. Hey, sunshine. I have to get a spring one and a fall one. So it can be like the seasons of Caroline. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Follow Caroline online. Ooh, Caroline online. Wow, that should... hmm. We'll have to talk more about that (laughs) offline. But do give her a follow. In the meantime, follow us at Nashville Tour Stop on your social media platforms, everywhere that the internet is. You can also find our full live event calendar at NashvilleTourStop.com on the web. You can come see Caroline quite often. I didn't look it up, but you've played so many shows. I have. You've played like dozens of shows. You you're in the top five people who've played the oh most my number lands, tour is? stop. I have obviously played the most, but then I think Paige Rose is number two. Yeah. Let's you're probably up there. Alex, you're probably up there pretty high too. But in the meantime, do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Let's Nashville go. tour stop. Yeehaw motherfucker. <laughs>